0: This is Audio EXP for the 25th of September 2021, and the title of this episode is A Week of Big News. Sanguine Productions is in the spotlight this month, as voted for Patrons, and Sanguine are probably best known for the RPG Ironclaw, but Netflix is making a series for U2G Yojimbo, and Sanguine publishes the RPG for that, so maybe it will all change. You can read my interview with Jason Holmgren of Sanguine over at the Geek Native blog. This week, we've been reading about state-controlled Chinese media beginning to get a little bit worried whether certain forms of RPGs encourage belief in the paranormal. A satanic panic for 2021? Well, perhaps. The RPGs in question stray heavily into LARP territory and some sound pretty hardcore. China hasn't taken action yet but do you know who did? Gamma. In this case, Gamma wasn't worried about ghosts. That's the wrong sort of white sheets over the head. They had even more serious concern and banned a tabletop games company from the Origin Games Fair, a company with alleged connections to white power. Gamma's statement doesn't go that far. They say that the publisher was banned after breaches of their ethics code but importantly They did just kick someone out. Gamma's new logo has diversity, equity and inclusion written on it. But actions are louder than words. And this was the right sort of exclusion. That was one small change in the tabletop landscape. Expect some more. But not really with RPG market share. Perhaps the biggest change from Roll20's quarter report was the infographic format. No one expected d and 5e to be challenged in the top spot. And with over 50% of games played on Roll20 being d d 5e, no other system does. Uncategorized games, these are often homebrews, are in second place with fewer than 20% of games. Next, there's the Call of Cthulhu. In relative terms, Call of Cthulhu had a jump. And Chaosium is a slick operator. But Cthulhu games don't tend to run for years, <laughs> not by their very nature. Roll20 suggests we watch Ironsworn as a candidate, and with solo play, I understand why. They mention Blades in the Dark, and with a TV series probable, I know why. But they also mention Mutants and Masterminds. And isn't that a superhero RPG that's been a long-lasting and stalwart hit for Green Nodan? I do wonder how the upcoming official Marvel RPG will shake things up. And while China is worrying about RPGs corrupting their youth, Gamma is toughening up and the RPG marketplace is still a fierce night fight for survival and market share. Do you know what Geek has been doing? I've been giving away rubber ducks. Wait, no ordinary rubber ducks, but superhero rubber ducks. All patrons will get one in the post if I have your address. It's not too late to, to join in, by the way. If my supplies don't run dry, so to speak you can get a superhero, a rubber duck, too, by joining the patron. But I'm sorry to say, free rubber ducks for the podcast supporters isn't the big news of the week. The big news is 2 billion euros worth of rumours around game giant Asmodee. That's the company that owns so many of the world's most famous board games and some big RPGs like Star Wars and Legend of the Five Rings. It's owned by private equity a type of company that makes its money by buying and selling other companies. Sometimes they strip out assets on the way, sometimes they buy more, stick them together, and hope that the sum of the parts is even larger than the pieces. So it's likely that Pi will want to make a profit on Asmodee at some point. That doesn't mean that these 2 billion euro rumours are true, nor does it mean they'll find a buyer. But one piece of Asmodee news, without any speculation, comes from Edge Studios, that's one of the companies they own. Edge inherited the RPGs from Fantasy Flight games, including Legends of the Five Rings, and at Gen Con the studio announced a 5e version of L5R was coming. The book will be called Adventures in Rokugan, and the company, which still doesn't have an English language website, insists that there will be no changes to the current L5R line. In other words, the D&D 5e system applied to L5R via Adventures in Rakugan will be as well as the main RPG, not instead of it. What do you think? Is this a good idea? Or a risky one? Asmodee doesn't license Legend of the Five Rings, they own it. So in that respect, it might be a safer title to experiment with than, say, the Star Wars RPG. And speaking of licences, Mutant Year Zero and Conan have new owners. In this case, we're talking about the game's rights to Conan and other Robert E. Howard titles, which includes Solomon Kane, and Peg once published a Solomon Kane RPG. Free League Publishing has the Mutant Year Zero RPG, and Modiphius publishes the Conan RPG. The new owner is Funcom, who have bought Cabinet Entertainment. I don't imagine this will change much for the RPGs, it's just a guess, but I suspect the tabletop games rights have had their renew or not dates already established in the contract. Still, it's one to watch, in the same way as new owners for Asmodee might be one to watch. All it takes is for some big publisher to hatch their own tabletop plans and these ripples would become tremors. I have my own ethical dilemma. If you've got thoughts on this, drop me an email as I'm keen for an input or leave a comment on the blog transcript, and you'll find the link in the show notes. One of the RPGs reviewed on Geek Native this week is a pay-what-you-want called This Is The Way. This Is The Way is a two-page The Mandalorian RPG and I'm sure the publisher doesn't have any Star Wars rights. So, should I be looking at the RPG? Should I support an indie creator? Or should I respect the IP of even a big powerhouse to the extent where I won't even acknowledge games like this exist? It's easier when I'm sure the publisher has permission. And that's a strong connection to the other big news this week. Freely Publishing will release an official Blade Runner RPG. It will be set between the movies and the people working on the computer game or some of them will also be working on the lore in the tabletop RPG. I trust Free League to do a great job. They have my money, but they're not the only ones likely to get my wallet open. I have a few previews to call out this week, as I think they may be of interest. First up, there's Rackham Vale. That's an OSE setting inspired and featuring art from Arthur Rackham. Now, to my shame, I hadn't heard of Arthur Rackham before, but he's a pretty big deal of fantasy. Not only does a native have a preview of the setting, but there's also a guest article to introduce illustrator that goes with it. Another strong temptation is Inferno, written by Martin Lloyd, who is the designer of Amazing Tales. Inferno is a card-based steampunk game of secret societies and magic. And then, and these are in no particular order, there's Idol, which will hit Kickstarter soon. Idle or Eidol is a weird fantasy 5e setting in which the whole planet is a dungeon. And it comes with a new set of rules called Delve, which create mega dungeons for you without the usual faff. And on itch, you can find a free to download quick start of a game called Children of Midnight. In this setting, witches are real, they've gone public, they've led us to a world of harmony and of wonder, and then they've lost that all in the Witch Wars. Now they've been re- replaced by a ruling authority known as the Radiance that hates them. Lastly, in this week's long list of tempting previews, there's a flabbergasted. I'd call this a Jews and in Wooster inspired RPG, and the Wanderer's Tome, the publishers, will launch it on Kickstarter in the next few days. On Geek Native, you'll be able to find a generous preview. I also want to mention Kalimba. I, I will have pronounced that wrong. The RPG is on my radar for two reasons. Kalimba is a Brazilian RPG based on African folklore, so it's clearly not another Eurocentric fantasy. Also, I've only heard praise for the original. There's no date yet, but a crowdfunding campaign is being worked on to translate it from Brazilian Portuguese to English. Also, this week, there are many bundles to tempt you with, and not all from the usual suspects. There's a Killer Bundle 19 from Fandoms Fanatical. This is their big one of the year, and if you're into computer games, this is the one for you. Next up, there's a niche charity bundle from IDW to support the Hero Initiative, and it's of Shadow Man Comics. Now, it's hosted at Groupies, which lets you build your own bundle, rather than the take-it-or-leave-it approach of the others. Goodman Games is on the bundle of folding with Mutant Crawl Classics, That deal holds the core rules at the entry level tier, so it's worth looking at if you've been stalking the game for a while without pouncing. Lastly, Satine Phoenix The Red Opera has been included in Humble Bundle's Tomes of Lost Magic. Most of the RPGs in there are from Frog God Games and I know that will rule it out for some of you, but I'll mention that a physical book is included at the top tier. That's pretty rare. Now, one last thing before we go. The first ever Tabletop Gaming Magazine Awards just gave Best RPG of 2021 to Modifius' Dune Adventures in the Imperium, while Free League Alien Colonial Marines won the Best Way to Die in an RPG award. And on that note, let's wrap there. Keep safe, beware of temptation, beware of aliens, and we'll see you next week.